Traffic means it's time for a brand new Village Vice. He is Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Zach. It is game week. We're in game week. We got basketball this week. We got New Mexico State on Saturday. It's a week before the Iron Bowl, but don't you dare look ahead. Don't you dare look ahead. Actually, you can look ahead if you want to because you're not a player or coach. In any I was event, say, that's a pet peeve of mine when people say, no, we can't look ahead to the Iron Bowls. I'm not playing. Yeah. I can look ahead to whatever game I want to, and so can you, yep. Auburn fan watching. Yeah. Unless you're a coach or a player, you can look ahead. It's fine. And think about what a circus this place is going to be in about a week and a half. I can't wait. Pretty fun to think about. Um, all right. We didn't talk. We went the whole show yesterday. We talked about the great start. We talked about just the curb stomping and the uh, the fun it was to watch this Auburn team play against Arkansas the way it did from start to finish. We didn't talk a lot of defense. And this defense has earned some recognition. So let's talk about him. And let's start with Jalen McLeod. Hugh Freeze in his press conference Monday again said that he's only now back to 100% after the high ankle sprain that limited him at the start of the year. And man, Zach, he is explosive. He looks like a different player than he did in September. Yeah, and the matchup between him and, and Arkansas's offensive tackle, I mean, it was a mismatch. It was very, very bad, and they didn't have an answer for him. They didn't have an answer for a lot of the defensive guys. But what, they, what, what McLeod did to the Arkansas offense was um, – I mean, there were there were moments and stretches of that game, Brad, where he was ruining everything Arkansas tried to do. And it's been a minute since Auburn had mm -hmm. that type of pass rusher. Um, Derek Hall kind of went through spurts where he had it, but I'm thinking more of uh, you know, what Jeff Holland did or um or or Carl Lawson. But it's nice and the fact that he's playing his best football, which has been a theme that's a yep. theme across this entire roster. Um going into arguably the most important game of the season in a week and a half. Like you said, that's a, that's a good spot to be in. I, I think you give a lot of credit to guy to, to Marcus Harris and Justin Rogers, Jason Jones, Lawrence Johnson, those guys creating a push in the middle. They are, they're leaving teams unable to attack the middle and that's forcing them to either wait or move to the outside. And yeah, Jalen's just a matchup nightmare for, for an offensive tackle. And it wasn't just against Arkansas, the bye week, and I mean, time in general, but here Jalen's numbers coming off the bye week in the five games since the open date, all eight and a half of his tackles for loss, all five and a half of his sacks have come in the five and, and three of his five other QB hurries this year. Though yeah. so that's what he's done since the bye week. And that's LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Uh, that's not non-conference that not, that's not UMass and Samford. Uh, he's getting it done in conference play. And, I really like, Zach, especially as you look ahead to trying to attack a, a Milrow at Alabama, the combination of McLeod on the edge and Asante either off the other edge or up the middle, I, I just think those two guys together really excite me as an Auburn fan when trying to defend dual threat quarterbacks because I think you have a better chance to pin those guys in and limit what they can do with their legs. Yeah, with the exception of of Daniels, the LSU game, they've mm -hmm. done a great job limiting quarterbacks that can move pretty well. They've done a great job, and we talked about that going into Saturday's game and then added the caveat, but the way K.J. Jefferson runs is different, and arguably they did better at stopping him than, than mm -hmm. the other guys. So 
Props to this defensive front, like you said. Going into last Saturday, Arkansas was the second most sacked team in the SEC with Alabama being the first. I believe that's changed now because Auburn sacked Arkansas so often. But this is a team, when you look at Alabama, and they've gotten better at pretty much every facet of offense, including protecting protecting Milrow. But this is still a, an Alabama team that can give up a pass rush. They can allow their quarterback to be pressured. And McLeod's going to be a huge, huge part of that, Brad. And by the way, Jaden Daniels at, at LSU, especially given what he's done of late, holding him to 93 yards rushing, it's kind of like, no, it, we're, we're not going to make excuses and say that's good. You don't take moral victories. I understand that. But um, he's done that to a lot of teams, and he's done more than that to a lot of teams too. So, yes, looking ahead and not back, I do. I just, man, do I like this defensive line, and I like the ability of guys to be explosive from the linebacker spot, whether it's a middle linebacker spot or, or, or one of the jacks. Um, just and, and, and a lot of that is based on Jalen McLeod now being healthy and realizing his potential. Remember, this is a guy who was either committed to or was on his way to Virginia Tech. He was a, he was a high-level recruit coming mm -hmm. out of high school and happened to wind up at Appalachian State. He's where he belongs. He's able to perform on this stage. Yeah, and and look, if if you have a weak link on your offensive front, Auburn has proven that during this winning streak, mm -hmm. they will find it. I mean, Jason Jones took advantage of it yeah. a week ago. Marcus Harris has benefited from this as well. It was Jalen McLeod's time. That was his mismatch. And look, there were several plays where if, uh, if McLeod would not have gotten there, somebody else would have just yeah. because it was – I mean, they were swarming the pocket from all sides. So it, this is a fun group. and. The pass rush was one of my two biggest questions for this team going into the season, and it took a while just because of that unfortunate ankle sprain that Coach Freeze talked about at his press conference on Monday. He's finally got that behind him, and you can tell. I mean, he looks like a totally different person. McLeod does. No, no, no question about it. And um, I'm looking at the the number of sacks for. Yeah, there we go. No, I can't find it. Okay, team. I was looking for team sacks the the last three four games for the for the team, and I should have looked at, at that ahead of time. But yeah, there, there's no question they're they're taking advantage of of mismatches and they're using their explosiveness again. The middle guys pushing the the middle of the opposing offensive line back, or at least not being pushed forward, enables those linebackers to come up and fill gaps, make plays, and they're making them. You're also not seeing a lot of missed tackles missed opportunities the last few weeks. There have been some big quarterbacks to try and, and tackle yeah. these last few games, and uh, and they're doing that. Sure, tackling is is better now than it was at the beginning of the year. It's never been really a bad defense, but um, they're getting better. How about the stat that they've allowed 20 points or less, three straight SEC games for the first time since 2016? I'm actually surprised it's been that long since Auburn's done that, but that just shows how hard it is to pull that off. It's a weird year in the conference. Uh, it seems like offenses across the board are down despite feeling good conference-wide about a bunch of quarterbacks going into the season. It just hasn't really played out that way. But you look at it, and, I mean, you kind of got the feel pretty early against Arkansas, especially when Auburn jumped up, like, by three scores. I was texting with some friends, and I'm like, I, I don't want this to happen by any means, but there's a real chance Auburn could not score again and win this game. Yeah. That's probably the case, right? And we talked about Rocket Sanders getting hurt, and obviously that impacted Arkansas's offense. 
But I don't think the score would have been much different, if at all, if Rocket Sanders had been healthy. I mean, this defensive front seven, I said it all last week, the mismatch was Auburn's defensive front seven yeah. versus Arkansas's offensive line. And it, it wouldn't have mattered if Rocket or anybody else was in there. I mean, this was a shellacking. Hugh Free said it on Monday, talking about how like you don't really see butt whoopings like that yeah. in this conference. You just don't really see it. And, and this front seven is going to have its hands full this weekend. Brad and he he was asked. Uh, Freeze was asked about New Mexico State's quarterback Diego Pavia. Um, he's thrown for over two thousand yards. He's rushed for over seven hundred. I mean, he's he's a dynamic player as well. So the the mobile quarterback trend will continue for both of Auburn's remaining games in the regular season. And I say good. That that's good because you stay in the mode of preparing for a dual threat quarterback. You stay, you stay in the mode of having to be ready for a guy who you rush to contain more so than rushing to force him out of the pocket and, and to do things. So I just, yeah. the, the team speed on this defense uh, on the edge, Vanderbilt tried to run outside, couldn't do it. State couldn't run most of their plays. Like I remember the talking point of how most of state's runs were outside of the tackles. And Auburn was ready and handled it. Great. Um, Pat, and you know what that enables you to do when a team can't run the ball effectively, can't get outside effectively, and when you build a lead, you force teams into more predictable passing situations. Auburn's pass defense this year has been uh, really, really good. Like LSU and Georgia passed for over 300 yards. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss is the only other team to pass for over 200 against Auburn this year. They got 202. Three straight, three straight opponents under 200, and yeah. Ole Miss just barely got. Now, they were balanced. They had 200 rushing, but uh, and you lost the game, and that's ultimately all that matters. But you're seeing a lot of evidence of this sound defensive play, whether it's stats, whether it's tape, teams trying to get outside. They can't. There's just so many things to point to to give you confidence in this defense coming down the stretch. No question. No question about it. And I don't think... We're going to see anything crazy against New Mexico State. Yes, New Mexico State's a better team than than what a lot of people thought. But I just are they better than Arkansas, though? I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough of them to to have an opinion on that yet. I, yeah. I will watch some of them over the next few days before we really jump into that game. But my gut says no, Brad. But I haven't right. sat down and watched them yet. I, I just I think SEC talent, no matter who it is, I, I don't think they're better than Arkansas. Are they better than Vanderbilt? Uh, maybe I, I don't know. I haven't watched them, but okay. you know, right. but you got to think from a talent standpoint, the trenches is where this mismatch is going to be again. Right. Yeah. Like I just, I just don't see, I don't see the New Mexico state offensive line being able to handle Auburn's front seven for 60 no. minutes. I, I, I just don't, I just don't see that happening. So no. I think we're on the same page there. Sure. Yeah. All right. We got to talk about one of my favorite players on this team in okay. a second. Brad Law. But first, uh, our friends at mybookie.ag. It's the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Mybookie.ag, right now, 21 and a half point favorites are the Auburn Tigers. If you think, well, they beat Arkansas by more than that on the road, surely they're going to beat New Mexico State by more than 22 points on Saturday. And if you feel confident about that, as you should, I think. Uh, head over to mybookie.ag, and when you make your first deposit, use promo code next round. They've got a 50% deposit bonus uh, up to $1,000. 
Brad Law, up to $1,000. So be sure to give our friends mybookie.ag some love. And I think you should give the Auburn Tigers some love mm-hmm. this weekend as well. Also, Southern Miss money line against Mississippi State is very juicy. Ooh. It's very, very juicy this week. So mybookie.ag, use promo code next round when you make that deposit. Brad, the DJ has got us falling in love again. Go DJ. That's my DJ. DJ James, when I talked to him after the Vanderbilt game, he was so happy that teams finally threw at him because he'd been avoided all year. And you know what? My goodness, Arkansas tried it again. He's got five pass breakups the last two games. I say just keep on throwing at him at your own peril. Um, I like DJ in any one-on-one matchup. There it is. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And I was high on him all summer, just kind of continuing the trend of Auburn having a shutdown corner. I mean, all the way back to Carlton Davis, to Jamel Dean, to Noah Igbenogany, to to Roger McCreary, to DJ James. I think it's going to be Kay and Lee next year. I mean, they've had a, they've had a pretty special run at shutdown corner. And uh, DJ James has carried that mantra, I guess, for the last two seasons. He was the main guy last year, too. So um, I have a funny DJ James story. Can I share it real quick? I wish you would. Yeah. So we were going to, we were set up to do an interview on my other show, Locked on Auburn. And he's a few minutes late. And I'm like, man, where is he? What's going on? And so he calls me, which players don't typically do. Players are big texters or mm-hmm. DMers. They, they, they don't yeah. call. So I'm like, this is wild. And so I answer and I can't understand what he's saying. And eventually he gets it across to me. He's like, he just left the dentist oh, no. and half of his mouth was numb. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I can't do a podcast talking like this. I'm like, no, oh. no, you can't. But I think about often what that would have been like <laughs> interviewing oh, a DJ James who had just been to the dentist and part of his mouth was numb. So that, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. But I, I love DJ James. I love watching him play. Um, uh, I talk about it before, but 71% of this planet is covered by water and the rest is covered by DJ James. In other words, it's like the song by Cobra Starship. Don't blame the world. It's the DJ's fault. It's, uh, it's DJ James who's shutting down other wide receivers. What was that band name? Uh, that brand name, of course, Zach was Cobra Starship. That's not real. That is real. Yes. No, it's not. You're just making it's stuff up. Seeing if I catch it or not up. now. No, Cobra Starship. Look it up. Cobra what, Starship? Was I wrong about Fly to the Concords, Zach? No, I, I was shocked how much the comment section sided with you. All right. It, have you heard of Cobra Starship? Yeah. Comment comment below. One of the great comment songs below. about DJs. Um, Keontae Scott, by the way, when we're talking about the secondary, his addition has been – and we knew it would be – to like, we're not breaking news here, okay? But it's worth talking about what he gives to the secondary. When you have a Keontae Scott and a DJ James and a Jalen Simpson, and Nehemiah's played maybe his best two games of the year mm-hmm. the last two weeks, the, the offense is playing with confidence, but that defense right now yeah. is playing with supreme confidence. They don't think anybody's getting by him back there. And, and – there's good reason for him to feel that way. Yeah, and the starting defense didn't play a ton of snaps because they forced so many three and outs, and then the fourth quarter, a lot of starters didn't play anymore. So looking at Auburn's 53 total snaps played, the guys that we've mentioned led the way in total snaps. DJ James played 36, 
Of those 53 snaps, Jalen Simpson played 35. Keontae Scott played 32. Nehemiah Pritchett played 32. So let, the defensive let, back room is staying on the field, and I love it. Let me let me tell you what, too. Those guys playing 30-something snaps on a Saturday, and they're giving it 100%, but for 30-something snaps, what gives me the tingles is thinking of, of if you can come out and get an early lead and control the game Saturday and have those guys play a similar number of snaps, and then they've only played 60-something snaps total going into your regular season finale. Oh, you want them fresh? Rival. You want them fresh? Oh, yeah. Fresh is that Thanksgiving dressing, my friend. I love um, that. that. That makes me really excited uh, to, to include that into what we already know is going to be just a, a red-hot oven of an atmosphere inside Jordan-Hare. I I respect that. I totally get that. So we will see what happens moving forward with yeah. the defensive back total snaps played. But I bet it, I bet it's similar. I bet they yeah. do have the opportunity to stay fresh. Good point. Yeah, I, I would imagine so too. All right, we're going to talk about something that doesn't have much to do directly with Auburn, and how nice is it that this silly season doesn't directly involve oh, yeah. Auburn. It's a really, we're talking about that at, at a restaurant Saturday night in Fayetteville, just watching all the unrest and the discontent. And we've had our share. We've gone through it. We're done. Kind of nice not to go through it. The potato famine is over. Yeah. Nice not to go through it. So um, before we talk about some of that, though, it's a Manscaped Monday. A Manscaped Monday right now to upgrade your grooming game, men. Take it to the Ultrasphere. Go to manscaped.com for 25% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code VICE. High tech for low prices, Manscaped. We're talking about the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the fifth generation trimmer with two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads. It's a standard one for, you know, taking a little off the top. And then the new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And if you're taking it on the go, Manscaped has you covered there too. Talking about a travel case and even a travel lock feature to avoid any uh, accidental powering and uh, maybe weird looks at the airport too. I don't know why people give you weird looks. We're just talking about personal grooming and the best in men's grooming. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code VICE at manscaped.com. I can promise you, Zach, I can promise you. You've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. If you have, you're a liar. Get yours today from our friends at Manscaped. Or um, maybe not a spaceship, but maybe a Cobra Starship. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I like how you tie it together. So you're a pro. That's a professional move. I looked them up. They exist. It's so funny that it has years active, 2005 through 2015, comma, 2021. All right. Honest to goodness, you looked them up. Because you thought I would make up a name Cobra Starship. Uh, you thought I might make up a name Cobra Starship and the name of the song, too. Yeah, I guess I did. You give me a lot of credit for being creative. Speaking um, of being creative, sure. yeah, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. I think you're the best. I think you're well-groomed. <laughs> well. The Manscaped? Manscaped Monday, baby. That's right. So... Um, we, I got another line that I want to use and I'm just going to leave it, leave it okay. right on the table. Got Probably it. Sm discretion is a better part of valor. Okay. So, um, would you rather be the head coach of the new England Patriots for the next three years or Texas A&M for the next three years? 
What's the better job? Um, I heard, I, and I'll, I'll be on. I, I heard the guys on the next round ask this question this morning. Yeah, I thought it was so intriguing that I wanted to bring it to Village Vice. I, I don't think it's relevant because I don't think anything's happening to the head coach. No, no, no. At New England. Granted, no, I'm not saying there's going to be a change there, but I'm saying what's the better job over the next three years? Because the Patriots admittedly have a lot of work to do. They've got a total roster. Are we, are we taking money out of this? Because if it's comparable to Jim, like you're going to make so much yeah. more money at Texas A&M. It's not even going to be close. Yeah, but Bill's making a ton at, in New England too. He's, I mean, but NFL coaches don't make what college coaches make. Like it's yeah. not, it's not comparable. And it's a tougher okay. job, arguably, in the sense of like you got to travel and recruit and get your own players yeah. and stuff like that. It's just a different thing. Right. So I, I mean, I would think most coaches, most coaches would prefer to coach in the NFL because it's just it's less demanding. It's a different yeah. type of stress. You're spending all the time preparing for games. You're not out recruiting and watching stuff watching high school games on Friday night. So mm -hmm. I would say the NFL job would be better if we're taking money out of it. Okay. But but if you're putting money in, do you put up with everything else for a yeah, certain? Dude, yeah, dude. Especially if they're going to give you a buyout, comparable, anything comparable to what an SEC coach is getting a, at a major school right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because Jimbo's making – he didn't just make his eight, nine million a year for six years. Right. That's, yeah, eight for six is forty-eight, but that's not really what you you made. One hundred and twenty million for six years. It's insane, dude. It's really, really crazy. It's you insane. Think, you think if we don't do a good job, the next round guys would give us anything similar to like twice? All we are to them is a tax write-off. We all know it. <laughs> we all know it, and I'm cool with it. That's I am fine. too. Totally cool with it. Um, Elsewhere in the league, I was a little surprised that Mississippi State went ahead and and made the decision to fire Zach Arnett. Are, were you were you surprised? I'm not surprised that he didn't work there. I'm a little. I don't know what they gained by making the decision in the middle of November. I think I think you can go ahead and start working on it and say, "Hey, we're an SEC. You want in the SEC? All right, let's let's mm -hmm. let's do this in, in hopes that you get on somebody maybe before Arkansas does." I don't think Florida is going to cut ties with Napier. Uh, I think everything's staying square at South Carolina with Beamer. And so you can kind of say, hey, you know, I, I don't think Mississippi State and Texas A&M are going to go after the same quality of candidate. Mm -hmm. But I think Mississippi State and Arkansas might. And so if I'm Mississippi State, yes, I'm moving on from Zach Arnett. It sounds like the way he handled everything was a total dumpster fire. Yeah. And, you know, he gets the job. He fires all of Mike Leach's people is what, you know, the yeah. story goes in Starkville. I think it was time to move on. I don't think it's a fit for what Leach was doing prior to that. And it was a it was, a, you know, an about face. And I don't think Mississippi State wanted to, uh, wanted anything to do with him moving forward. So it was a bad decision. I understand it was probably an emotional one because of yeah. everything. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what they went through last off season. And like, yeah. I try to put myself in that situation. Like, what if you were covering this? Like how in the world do you deal with that as a, as a fan base and as a community? Um, and so it was probably the easiest thing, but it certainly wasn't the best. Um, yeah. and, and that show. 
All right, let me ask you this, because Arkansas hasn't made a move yet. They, they're, I mean, Sam Pittman is still the head coach. There's been no announcement. They're, I mean, boy, the Hog fans want the, they want a change to be made. The, but The rumblings in Fayetteville yeah. seem to be that he's going to retire. They're going to okay. force him into retirement. They're not firing him. He gets to stay in Fayetteville, whatever. So that that's, to, to me, I think that's what's going to happen. All right, let me ask you two 50-50 questions then regarding the, the silly season of coaching, okay? Okay. Given that SMU is going to the ACC and Rhett Lashley's recruiting Dallas, he's got the, he's got SMU playing great, okay? They're a dangerous team. Um, and you get to recruit Dallas. Is he coaching in the SEC next year? Wow. I think Rhett Lashley would rather coach at Arkansas than SMU. So I'm not going to say yes, but if he's offered the job, I think you would take it. But but is SMU a better job than Arkansas? Because they're going to go to a power no, conference. No, SMU is not a better job than They're Arkansas. going to a power conference. Doesn't matter. You have a better shot at winning the ACC at SMU with Dallas recruits than you it's do It's not a better job. It's not a better job. Okay. Is it just it's because a... it's the SEC? Yeah, it just means more, huh? Brad. It's okay. real. That's a real thing. Next, next 50-50 question. Andy Avalos fired at Boise State. <laughs> go That's get him. Done. Go get your potato king. Is Brian please, Harson? Is Brian hire Brian Harson? <laughs> oh my goodness! I want him to get another job so bad, just because Auburn people are going to freak out at whoever gives him another chance. And I just can't wait, Brad. I can't wait for the national pundits, as well as whoever covers that school, to talk about it's his chance for redemption. Mm-hmm. Because Auburn treated him so bad with totally leaving out all the details that he didn't do the job. But everybody's going to be able to preach redemption, redemption. Oh, Auburn was so bad to you. Big, mean Auburn did you wrong. You get to win at Boise again or anywhere again. Then he's not going to recruit and he's going to lose. And Does so I, I, you I think I, it's going to happen. I don't know. Probably not. I don't I know kinda, how anybody would look at Brian Harson and say, yes, we need to hire him. Oh, see, I think it will. I'm abs- I'm all in on it happening. I think it's going to happen. I think they want him back. I, I, I think, think that would I think be, that's why they made the decision. I think that's the best case scenario for both. Like for, for Harson would be to go back to Boise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's already there living. So of course, right. Of course he never backyard. sold his house. Yeah. He's been, yeah, it'd be awesome. Like it would be, it would be joyful. Look how joyful it'd be hilarious about it. It would be so funny. And like, still everybody, like, even if he did well, it'd be like, yes, yes, he can win in the mountain West. Good job. Congratulations. And it's like, but we all know, we all know when the lights are brightest and the stage is the biggest, (laughs) you don't do anything. I hope it happens. It'd be hilarious. They got a good walk on program at Boise. That's Good walk-on program. It's great. Grass yeah. is a different color. Yep. Sure is. Um, Grass is always greener unless it's bluer. Yeah, unless you're in Boise. Anyway, there you go. All right. Yeah. That was fun. Whatever. That was fun. You got, I, I didn't expect that reaction when you asked me that question. So <laughs> there we are. I think that about does it for today's show. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. <laughs> Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. <laughs>